What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of For the Love of Cinema, a movie podcast, where our motto is, we just hope it doesn't suck. This is episode 329, broken up into two parts as always, A and B. Hey. Thank you, sirs. 329A, posting on 5.9, will be discussion on Evil Dead Rise, and 329B, posting on 5.12, will be discussion on Peter Pan and Wendy from Disney+. Plus. I am one of your hosts, Grayson Maxwell. Joining me as does every week, every week is my co-host, Roger Stillian, and our lovely perma guest, Chris Bond. Gentlemen, how are we this week? Hello. Hi. Thank you. How, how, how are we doing? <laughs> Good. This is, an audio, this is an audio podcast, guys. you got to talk. Oh. oh, yeah. No, I was I was waving to the audience. My bad. Uh, no, yeah. Uh, doing doing all right. Been a, been a long week back after my time in, in Denver. Work week was extremely busy. And then this weekend's been packed with stuff, events, and things going on. So, are your are your daughters ball. are your daughters Softball, dominating on the are they dominating on the field yet? The, the, um, actually, the so turn of events. Uh, the softball for my for my oldest, they have won their first two games back to back, absolutely crushing the other uh, half of the uh, good the team. That Step on their necks. The district they're <laughs> a part of. So, like that's so that's been kind of cool to see. They they got really excited about that, and then I. Was that my first official T-ball game? Oh, and um, it's absolute utter it's fucking chaos, awful, right? <laughs> like, yep. it's yep. it's something else, man. There's nothing like a whole bunch of four to six year olds hitting a tee and running running to the wrong bases. My kid ran from <laughs> third straight into the dugout instead of going home. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Like, oh my god. Fuck Hold on, hold on. So, what did did she get? Was she out, or did she score the run? I mean, like, she is now. <laughs> <laughs> well, so they sent her out of the dugout, back to home play, and then back into the dugout after that, so she could not touch home. But uh, like, there's no outs in t-ball, man. Yeah. Like they all get, like they go through the whole batting order. Everyone gets to hit the ball. The last person up gets to hit a home run. They all fucking run in. Woo! Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on a second. What do you mean there's no outs in T-ball? Are you teaching them that they, they win no matter what? No. You're teaching no, them. No, they don't the even fundament- keep score, dude. Yeah, you're teaching them the fundamentals of being on a team and playing a team sport. Nothing else. No. <laughs> okay, again, I, I, look, again, I don't have kids, so I don't know. But... Again, four through six-year-olds. If any of these... If any of these these uh these T ball coaches are hell bent on winning, man. It's it's, it's the long it's the wrong look. Yeah, let me no ask you, nope. let me ask you something. So you and your wife are sitting in the stands watching these games, or at least one of you is, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you guys ever just laugh at some of the silly stuff they oh, do on the field? Absolutely. The whole time we were laughing, it, like the like again, it was complete and utter chaos. If was, you don't laugh, great. you'll cry. Yeah, it was it was something <laughs> else. Like it's it, it's definitely a sight to behold. It's gonna be it's it's every each game is gonna get longer and longer. Don't get me don't get me wrong, but it's it's all right. My 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 youngest is having a good time with it. As long as she's happy, man. With, that's whenever that's when she's not playing in the dirt, she's having a good time out there. Perfect, perfect. Yeah. That's it also rained that. for like nineteen consecutive days here, which was awesome. Oh god, yeah. The weather's been terrible here. I was like, you, you know? said your kid played a second game. I was like, did she actually get a game in? Yep, yep. <laughs> it was uh, one of them was a reschedule, I think. So yeah, they, they were playing like like back to back days. Just nuts. So uh, fun story for me. I'll take thirty seconds. And uh, so I, I gave myself a project on my day off this this week. Because you hate uh, yourself? No, because it's something that I've been wanting to do, oh, and I I, I thought I would be able to do it in a relatively timely manner with minimal assistance from anyone else. So I decided in my old beat ass truck to change the radio in it to get something with an like an auxiliary port mm-hmm. and not any major thing here, right? 
it was a fucking major thing. Oh, man. <laughs> so um, I haven't changed the radio in a car since, I don't know, I was 20. When Radio Shack was yeah, still around? you know, like <laughs> when you would order shit from like Crutchfield and have it fucking mailed to you out of a magazine. But, you know, I, get, I, I take apart a dashboard, which sucked. Mm-hmm. I fucking snipped the wires out. Okay. And then nothing matched up the way oh, it was no. fucking supposed did you get to. Shocked at all? I did not. Well, that, that's a big positive. I didn't injure myself, but that was a project that started on Friday. is still not complete. Oh, no. <laughs> My truck is parked with no dashboard in it. And however, I do now have power to the radio and the speakers. I just haven't put it all back together. It turns out I actually need another adapter piece that okay. was un unprepared for, but. I will have it fixed, but I was like, fuck, I thought I'd be okay with this. Like, I have far more acumen with this stuff now than I ever used to, (laughs) and it was way fucking worse. So, two things I want to bring uh, from that story is, one, uh, I've wanted to replace the radio in my in my Honda CRV for a while, so I'll come to you when no, I No, you will not. And, Fuck uh, off. And we'll, uh, we'll have a good time with there. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> and uh, that reminds me of when the first time I took a dashboard apart. It was in my first car, my Ford Aspire. Nice. And, uh, Aspire? Yeah, ripping wait, down no, the Wait, wait, hold I've never what? even heard of a Ford Asfire. Okay, it's it, an Aspire. It's an Aspire. Oh, what's call it? <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> there, you know, that's, that's his quoted name, Aspire. <laughs> so, Only lasted a year or two. Yeah, so I, I'm maxing this thing out and ripping down the highway at 67 I was going to say, does it say 85? Because that's as high as the dash it goes. It says 85, but it only goes about 77. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's what it red lines. But anyway, and I'm ripping down the highway at that speed, and my speedometer like i love you say ripping down like two miles an hour <laughs> over the posted <laughs> speed limit <laughs> you my, wouldn't even get pulled over <laughs> my uh my speedometer like and, and like the whole panel just fucking like like a like a cardboard ripoff just falls out and falls forward so i couldn't see anything anymore besides all the lights and uh i had to tear apart my dashboard to get that all back up in there, but like, why so did it, it like, fall well, out? It just did. It, it just it, it was an old car. It was beat up, and it just got loose and fell out. And I was like, huh, all right, that's a thing. I don't know how fast I'm going, but I can't speed, so it's not a problem. It's, yeah, it's all right. But uh, last thing I'll say about this for my old, my original beater car that I had, mm-hmm. I had a 1985 Renault Alliance. Okay, mm-hmm. if you don't know what that is, just look it up. It's actually a neat little car. Um, except one night it was a little convertible. It had like power windows, power locks. It was a kind of a cool little car had no fucking power, like none, zero, <laughs> but it was cool. I was driving home. It's like fucking 1230 at night mm. on my way home. I'm in high school and my headlights just went out. Oh, I mean, a- not like went dim. Nope. I mean, off. That's always an adventure, especially in our area where we're super rural. In some yeah, places. no, like where my parents live is not exactly far away from town, but not in town. Mm-hmm. You know, like multiple miles of windy, curvy road. Yeah, but in our area, you can live in a place there are no lights around whatsoever when that happens, which is also great. So I had my buddy with me. So I turned on my four way flashes, which still worked. And I drove home with the flashing yellow lights, <laughs> like a strobe, like a strobe effect. Yes. Yep. How far? How far did you have to drive with like like that? Several miles. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that sounds about right. So, uh, turns out it was just a blown fuse, oh, which right. I mean wasn't a hard thing to fix. But I'm, I mean, God. it was like fuck. It's just dark. I haven't seen a car fuse box in a long. Oh time. no, I've seen a lot of it this week. <laughs> So when I was working at Carmike, my GM used to. I, you know what? It might have been. Was your Ford Aspire? Was it a car or a truck? 
It was a, it's a car. Was it the little it's hatchback? A little red hat. It was a little red hatchback. Yeah. So the, okay, that's what he had. It was it like, looks little, like a baseball cap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what he. I, I'm, I'm like, why did that sound? So it does have one. He had a he had the Ford Aspire. It was like kind of reddish pink. Yeah, you know, yeah. and then like he couldn't. Oh God! I remember, it's the same car. Is this my car? It was, it was the same car, and it was when because he sold it and got a truck. But wait, wait, when it, when did you buy your Ford Aspire? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't buy it. It was it, oh, well, okay. I bought it. I, I bought it off my uncle when I was when I was like eighteen. When and, were you eighteen? Um, when were you eighteen? Oh God, I don't know now at this point, man. I'm thirty four. You know what I mean? So well, go I, approximately you, sixteen years. Sixteen ago. years ago. Wait, when well. I'll bet you you but you bought the because there couldn't have been too many Ford Aspires on the road, but I'll bet you because it was like kind of faded red into pink. Was it that bad boy right there? No, no, that's it was more red pink. than that. More red than that. Yeah, okay, but so any, like anyway, was that so one? When I had to because you know we had to go to the bank sometimes we had a lot of money like he had to that take color an is plum officially okay, plum. by the way. So he had to take an employee with him and. You know, when we had to go to a bank that was kind of like sometimes we went to the bank that was in the mall parking lot and then we would go to the yep. bank that was like down the street. Like, you know, in Axel St. Clairsville proper. And like, he's like, well, do you want to go faster? Do you want the air conditioner? I'm like, what is the problem? <laughs> <laughs> oh, sounds about right. And then in the winter, he's like, well, do you want heat or do you want to go fast? I'm like, just go fast. <laughs> and I just remember because like. Do you want the heat or do you want <laughs> so, so the one that I drove had a spoiler on it. And my, oh, yeah, I did. My friend was on the back of it. So he used to call it a lunchbox. And that was the handle <laughs> I'll bet you. I'll, I'm willing to bet you got. He sold the car and bought a truck, and that's about the time that. That's about the time he sold it eight or sixteen years ago, right? Oh. Whatever. That's about the same time. So, <laughs> there. Okay, maybe might not be, but like, there's at least a chance that you it bought been the, the guy I sold it to because I sold it for like 350 bucks to somebody when I was moving. So it makes sense. No, no, like that's when he sold it because he had oh, it all okay. the way up through like 90s, 2005, and he sold it in like. 2006, 2000, maybe like 2005, 2006. Does that sound familiar to you, or is that yeah, too far it does. back? Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm sure you guys. I'm sure right. you guys. I'm sure you guys had the same damn car. Oh my goodness, that's, <laughs> that's amazing. That's amazing. That's but funny. I remember that. That was. I remember the old beaters when I was. The beaters today aren't really the same thing as they used to be. Well, no, because, because like, uh, so there's. The, I mean, this has been enough car car talk on our movie podcast. No, this is perfect. But but back in like two th- when they, they, they did the whole cars for uh, cash for clunkers thing, I worked at a used car dealership that time. And it like it killed the used car game for a long for like around that period for anyone who sold used cars because like you weren't allowed to sell them anymore. Like you, you like you had like if you were a used car dealership, like you had to like turn in like certain cars and like they gave you cash for them. And people like stopped selling them to used car dealerships and they would and they sold got their cash for their clunkers. So, like, you don't see a lot of those those old beater cars like that anymore because of that. But like, it's almost. <clears throat> I remember getting like in in like high school, getting in some cars with my friends, and like just talking about the problems their car had because it was so old was kind of fun. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, oh, don't sit in that seat. You don't. I don't know what that stain is. Don't sit in that seat. You know, it's kind of like fun. But now today, it's just kind of lost. I don't know. But the the old car thing is kind of gone. But I yeah, I, I remember those, those days of the. Yeah, yeah, that was, that was a good time. What was your first car, Roger? That was that 85 Renault. Okay. Yeah, my first car was a Ford Taurus that it looked like I parked under an acid tree because it was like a big strip of like just the – it was like a big racing strip right down the center. Of the, all the paint was missing but nowhere else on the car. So it was really strange. But, yeah, my nice. Ford um, – yeah, Sounds yeah. about right. All right. This is enough car talk, but it was just kind of <laughs> good good memories for a minute. But all right, gentlemen, are we ready to talk about some movies? Sure. Yeah, I guess so. All right, I think we are. This is episode 329 of 
For the Love of Cinema, a podcast about movies, film, and cinema is posted each and every Tuesday and Friday at 5 a.m. on Podbean, which then distributes to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music. Excuse me. Each and every week, we start with the box office, current and upcoming releases, what streaming trailers and movies of the week. Without further ado, let's jump into the box office. And Mario Brothers has been knocked out of slot no. one. It would have been weird if it wasn't by Guardians. I'd like you Guardians. to note that I, it's doing exactly what I said it would do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 took the number one spot this week for $114 million domestic, but worldwide 282 which that ain't bad. That's pretty good. Mario still going very strong. Yeah. Oh, yeah, still very good. Mario's still going very strong, and it's like fifth or sixth week, $18.6 million. Wow. I know. Uh, being in it, so the worldwide is one point one five five billion dollars. <laughs> that's good though. Oh, that's, um, it is. It's so close to one point two billion. It's, it sounds like exactly what we said it would do. <laughs> All right, Evil you know Dead it sounds Rock. like a delicious baconator. So yeah, much, yeah, yeah. so so much baconator. And the the time. If you're going to listen to any, if you if you're only going to listen to one episode in the, in the near future. The Memorial Day episode should be that one because I will pay them. I, I will finally pay my debts. Of- I will just sit here slowly eating my sandwich during the show. It, also, secondly, if you're interested in uh, in food eating ASMR, you'll get that in that episode as well. So multifaceted. I'll just, you know what? I'm just going to go hog wild. I'm going to set aside a hundo and just whatever you guys want. Tell <laughs> you me. Get hundred dollars worth of wins. Oh, yes. I'm going to die a glorious death this day. <laughs> No, if you, if you're like I'm going to have to get an enema before we start this. <laughs> if you're like Grayson, I, w- I want a triple baconator with extra bacon twice. I'll do it for oh, you. Whatever no. you want. No thanks. Regular All right, baconator will be fine. <laughs> All right, number three, Evil Dead Rise, five point seven million domestic, bringing its worldwide total to ninety seven, which is more than I think that HBO expected it to do. Yeah, we, yeah, that almost good. didn't come out in theaters. We'll talk about financials for a minute of that when we talk about that movie here. Yeah, soon. All right. Are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. I took number four. You say to him, and he's—it's only at twelve point six million, which is—I don't understand why more people aren't watching that. There was entire generations of young girls who were who read that for school. That, like, why aren't they watching it? I don't understand that. So hold on, I—I I, I can probably tell you why. It's the same reason why Guy Ritchie's The Covenant didn't do good financially because it's—it's an extremely niche audience. Yep. You have a you know in the Guy Ritchie's Covenant, it's a hard like you know. Like older male demographic, that is a hard younger female demographic. It's yep. just not going to make a lot of money. That movie will do gangbusters on streaming, though. I bet. Oh yeah, guarantee. Yeah, that, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah that's has a, that lined up. Yeah, that's the thing is that's what I that's what I can't figure out is like any book I read for summer reading through all my years up up to twelve, and then in college, like when a movie comes out, I am stoked to see that movie to see if it was anything like I was thinking when I read it. But I guess more people just aren't into that. But I am surprised about that. When we get in the saddest movie ever made of when the red fern grows, where the red fern oh, grows, yeah. where the red fern. Okay, <laughs> Chris is looking at me with his sad puppy dog face. <laughs> like, yeah, he's thinking about how fucking sad that would be right now. Yep. <laughs> Listen, that could be a fucking banger of a film that Maybe. everybody cries in. <laughs> All right, uh, John Wick Chapter Four, two point four million, raising its worldwide financials to four hundred six million dollars. Just a hundred yeah. million, just a hundred million shy of half of a billion, which is not bad. John Wick. Um, Keanu deserves that. 
I think the whole team sure. deserves praise for what uh, yeah. they've done there because like, I like agree. they they've literally created a new uh, like a new uh, new like action genre. Yeah, like sub movie genre like on their own. It's being mimicked now, which is of course the greatest form of flattery. Everybody wants to be the next John Wick. So they they've done a great job. Fantastic all the way through. Still waiting for Atomic Blonde 2. That was a I think we are definitely we should get a sequel to that. That was a that was an awesome movie. That really did a lot for uh, Charlize and um, that, that that was great. Chris, did you ever end up watching Atomic Blonde? I still not seen Atomic Blonde yet. I That's what you. I think you. I think you'd really dig that one, man. I, I, really I know, do. I know, I know. Especially since you're such one day a fan. we'll do a podcast about movies we tell each other to watch and then they never do, and then we finally will. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think you'd really dig that. That especially as big a would. fan of the of the Daredevil as as you were as you are that you'd really like that one. Okay. All right, six through ten. Love again. Dungeons and Dragons. Honor among thieves. Number seven. Number eight is Air. Number nine, The Covenant. And number ten, Sisu. I'm, I'm, I'm glad to see Sisu at least charted in the top ten because I'm, that, that's one that it didn't get wide release, but it sure deserves some awesome viewing. So I want to talk about one thing real quick before we move on. I want to talk about Ant Man and Ant Man Quantum Mania real quick. Uh, so Ant Man might make a million dollars this weekend really? because it's tagged on as a double feature for all the drive-ins with Guardians of the Galaxy. Like it might make a million dollars this counts? weekend. Yes, it does. I didn't know that counted. It's still being counted forward. Yes, sir, it does. Holy crap! I'm telling you, if you haven't joined the box office thing on oh, Reddit, yeah, you yeah, should yeah, check yeah. it oh, out. Yep. Like telling okay. you, the Fair. information there is crazy. That's pretty cool, though. I wonder how many people are gonna. But that's a long. Those are each. Well, two let me think about it. Well, yeah. I mean, that's if you're going to a drive-in, that's what you're here for. You know, that's, that's pretty cool, though. Um, I don't know if there's. I know there's at least one or two in Georgia that people talk about all the time. I'm, there's only one I'm left in this area up here, I think. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I yeah, may go check that out. I haven't done no, that two. There's times. two. No, the other one, the other one you're thinking, the one in Wintersville, that that's been closed down. I think. Really, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, for a few, a couple years now. Hmm. Hmm. Shame. We should start a drive-in. Well, I mean, during COVID, that would have been all the rage because I'm I mean, mostly you... serious about that. <laughs> mostly serious. Let's talk about what's streaming this week. We're taking a look at Netflix, and uh, I chose one that a movie I love by Simon Curtis, "Woman in Gold," with Helen Mirren, Ryan Reynolds, Katie Holmes, Daniel Bruhl. 2015. It's about Adela, a very famous painting uh, that was stolen by the or tried to be. It was stolen by the Nazis, and then it was put into a museum. Uh, and Helen Mirren plays a character who was there when it was the Klempa painting. She was part of the history of that painting, and she's trying to get it back um, from the council in Germany. And it's it's a very emotionally heated movie. And Ryan Reynolds does a great job, but is a guy who doesn't like it. Just I like to see Ryan Reynolds in roles that he's not, you know, always wisecracking jokes and being a funny guy or, or Deadpool. It's nice to see Ryan having such a dynamic range, but he really does do great in that movie as the lawyer who's trying to help her get this very famous painting back uh, and put it into a museum in the U.S. where it belongs to uh, with other paintings of, um, of Jewish heritage. And it's just, I think it's one of, it's a very powerful movie that a lot of people just, I don't know why, but they don't talk about it. And I'm getting, Roger, I know, I think I've talked to you before about seeing this. Have you seen this before, or maybe I'm wrong? I have about not. It. What about you, Chris? I have not seen this film. No, it's a it's a good one. It's a, if you guys are looking for something to watch this week and just really like sink your mind into, this is a great one to do it. I love this woman in gold. I think it's great. I think everyone should watch it. Hell of a movie. All right, Roger, you chose a a, a little movie that may have spawned a couple of sequels. I, I don't know, but Rocky by director John G. Avidson, uh, Taylor Shire, Burt Young. 
Carl Weathers, and of course, Sylvester Stallone, 1976. Yeah. You all know what this is about. <laughs> Adrian. <laughs> That's right. Listen, if you haven't seen the original Rocky, first off, shame on you. Secondly, go watch that movie, you piece of crap. So <laughs> it's awesome. I'll take no more questions. <laughs> Well, it started. I mean, it it really did start everything. And like Sylvester Stallone, what's the 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 legend is he went to he just kind of rocked up at, in Hollywood with that script in his pocket, and that's you know what he what yep. he what he had. So that's that's a hell of a movie, and it's just it did a lot for the boxing genre, it did a lot for a lot of things, and it really catapulted Sylvester Stallone into complete stardom. It made him Stallone. Mm-hmm. All right, Chris, let's talk about the pursuit of happiness. By director Gabrielle Muschino, Will Smith, Sandy Newton, Jaden Smith, Brian Howe, 2006. This is back before we we knew Jaden Smith couldn't act, so this is actually an interesting take. So fair. <laughs> uh, I don't know. This this film is about a a dad and his family. Uh, he with the the dad struggling to. He's a salesman for weird like bone density scanners bone density that was it i was gonna say x-ray machines but yeah bone density scanners where it was very specific it was the old school you know go door to door clinic to clinic and try to sell x amount of these in a month pyramid scheme kind of thing going on and uh it's just it's about this guy's struggle to do what he's got to do for his family you know and this this movie was big for me and this was before I realized I liked sad movies and like sad songs and things like that. So like I didn't I couldn't figure out why I liked this movie so much when nothing happens in it that's like, you know, like high action or anything like that. And it's just a story of this guy struggling along the way. The movie is despite its um its title, it's not happy. Uh it's it's got a it it's got a very emotional, you know, tone to it the whole time. It's not an easy watch for that sense if you don't, you know, if you can't deal with things that aren't just happy go lucky and up there and it is a good film. It, it does feel good. It, you know, he, you get to see him kind of triumph in his own ways and f- figure his way into like this other business. It's a good film. It does feel good, but it's, it is a sad film to watch. And I don't know. I really enjoy this one. I, and Will Smith is fantastic in it as always. And this is, you know, no, a, a Jaden Smith that we can be okay with. It's a hell of a movie and it's got a wonderful payoff in the end. It does. Especially when he's, when he's in that that last like because they only take one or two guys a year in that program, mm-hmm. yeah. When that when that guy's like, you're not wearing a tie, I noticed. How about you wear one tomorrow and the <laughs> yeah. next day and the next day? It's just that's a great like man. Yeah, that's one of those movies that just if you didn't know before that Will Smith could is one of the was at least one at the time one of the finest actors on the planet. That movie showed it to you. And it's got yeah. it's got one of those like a, a really memorable tough scene to watch too when he's in the public restroom with his son. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. Oh yeah. man, yeah, he's sitting in front of that door while someone's trying to just pound their way in. And they they just need a place to sleep for the night. Dude, like that's that like that moment's tough to watch. Or yeah. I mean, that same one when he gives his last uh, bit of cash to that guy for the cab. <laughs> and then he doesn't have anything to feed himself or his kid. Yep. It's just, it's just, it's, it's, I like when movies go that far, when they really eat inside it. Like they really make you feel the feels, but that movie does it so well too. It's just one of those it movies does. that, and it was talked about by everyone. It was nominated for all kinds of stuff. It's just it's one of those movies that like, it's one of those, it's hard to watch, but it's good. It's great actually. So that's, that, that's a good call out, Chris. That's a wonderful call out. Yeah. All right, gentlemen, let's talk about some trailers Let's start off with this heavy hitter, A Haunting in Venice, with Kenneth Branagh, Kelly Kelly Riley, Michelle Yeoh, Jamie Dornan, Tina Fey, 
Let's talk about it. So I was hard out on this film. I was hard out on this until until the last like the last like two frames and until Roger called something out, which might be brilliant. What did I say, Chris? <laughs> is, is this somehow within like the death of the Na- death on the Nile universe, like connected universe or something like that? But it it it, it is. Is it? It's Pyro. Okay. Well, so like we, I, I wasn't sure, and they don't say that. Well, no. I mean, this is also connected to Murder on the Orient Express. Sure. Oh, and okay. death, and right. death, death on the Nile. This this is Poirot, as Roger says. Yeah, this is Kenneth Branagh's Poirot. Well, I'm oh, more yeah, this now than I was when I watched 90% of the trailer beforehand. Well, here's the thing. It's Death on or uh, Murder on the Orient Express is okay. Uh, it's not going to win any Oscars, but it was it was an okay watch. Mm-hmm. Death on the Nile was not an okay watch. Uh, it was no, it was it was, it was it was a mess of a movie. And if you if your personal politics of Army Hammer were out at that time or still are because he's you know a shitbag human, then you wouldn't have seen it anyway. So I'm I'm guessing a lot of people skipped Death on the Nile, and you know for for whatever reason you did. But yeah, they didn't I'm, miss too much. I'm really excited for this one. I like Pyro's character. I like Kenneth Branagh Pyro. as Pyro. I, I think he's a, I think he's a, he's a really fun detective. I think this will be. I like it when men of rational science come up against things that they or not met people. I should say people, you know, movies where you have people that are detectives that that need to find solid evidence for things that are happening, and they're put up against things like this, like supernatural or spiritual. Like it, it can be depending on the writing. It can be really well done. It just depends on how you spin it. But if Kenneth Bernard's involved, I'm guessing it's going to be it's going to have the. It's going to have the writing it deserves, especially after Death on the Nile. He just looks like growing that shitty mustache. First <laughs> of all, you love the mustache. Don't get me wrong. I could do that with my mustache. I won't. <laughs> well, I'm really, I'm really excited for this one. I don't know the big the big problem we had with Death on the Nile was the fact that it like the movie didn't let you figure anything out. It it just it told you everything and you and you didn't have a chance to figure things out. It, it actively kept things from you. It didn't show you things that would have like you know clued you along the way, and that was a big problem for for like a mystery movie because the the fun of a mystery movie is trying is solving the mystery. is kind of solving it along with the film and not being told what's happening you know, at every turn. So if as long as it avoids that again and makes it more about the mystery and giving you the the tools to kind of solve it with the film or ahead of the film in like a clever way, I think it'll be fine. But otherwise, we'll have the same problem we did with the last one. Which spoiler: there's no real ghosts. Stop. I mean, no. I mean, I, I wish I could get that scenario happening in my house. I wish. Ghosts? I would love it. Yeah, I, I would. I would the fuck, love would it. you want to be haunted? I would for? love it. He says, "Sir, you would, you would die." <laughs> well, I don't want like I don't want like the Evil Dead type of spirits, but I want you like a cool spirit. What makes you think? What makes you think there are options? You know, oh, I, I don't, like, I don't know. But I mean, I mean, look, I just spirit grocery. I don't know because I watch some of those. I don't know. I'm. I sometimes make the mistake of watching those YouTube videos. It's like what, what, like some of those like slapped ham videos. That like, mm-hmm. it's hundred percent made up, and they have people doing things. Slap the things. ham. Um, it's because I worked on some of those. A lot of those uh, because in West Virginia, um, this is a long time ago. Roger, you and you knew when I worked at Marquee, I jumped on some episodes of those ghost hunting shows that was in the penitentiary. Yeah, because I was the only person on the West Virginia site with any kind of with any kind of resume, so they always hired me. And they would film stuff, but they would also like. You, I was even one of the one of the people in the background, like slamming a door. So the, you know, it's all fake. 
but it's fun, I think. But my point is some of those are actually kind of scary on YouTube. <laughs> I, I make the mistake of watching them before I go to sleep, and I'm looking around my room like, what is going to come out of the walls any minute? You, I like did you it. watch that? Did you watch that lights out short that I sent? No, I did. That thing, that thing is terrifying. I know. I know. I want Roger to watch it. Oh, Roger. no, <laughs> that's a that's a hard out. See Roger. how easy that is? <laughs> no, I just can't. Uh, One of the things I can't do, and Roger will agree with this, is if you're laying in bed and it's pitch black and your door into the hallway opens a little bit, but there's no light. I, I can't. Like, I, I'm done. I'm out. Like, gone. But Roger, there's a lot of that in that short. So if you don't want to see that, maybe avoid the short. But I think you should. Hey, watch it. I don't want to watch it. No. <laughs> let's take see how vote. easy this is. Let's take no. a vote. <laughs> All right, let's talk about another trailer, Gran Turismo, which is actually this has been you know a long time coming. Uh, Jimon Hansu, Orlando Bloom, David Harbor. Let's talk about it. This is a Sony, uh, Sony movie. But let's let's talk about it, boys. What do you think about this? So this is on my list mm-hmm. for summer movies, and uh, I think it looks awesome. And that's yeah. Listen, cars, video games, people getting punched in the face. Sure, yeah. I'm in. I I like. Of course, you guys know I'm biased towards Sony, but I I'm happy. That I didn't know with, that. Really? Fair enough. I'm happy that we're starting to see some of these properties get adapted and, and put some real money behind it. You know, before like 2000s, video game, it was kind of like if you made a video game movie, even in the early 2000s, it was kind of a joke. And, then you know, you didn't put the proper due diligence behind it. But now it seems like they're really doing that. And I'm really excited for, you know, pretty much anything. And Last of Us showed us what, you know, the adaptions could be great if you put the time and the money behind it. So I'm really excited to see where this goes because it's a it's a it's a long time favorite of a PlayStation franchise. It is the number one racing sim in the world. So I mean, I'm just I, I I hope it succeeds because Careful. it deserves to. Forza is the number one racing sim in the world right now, but I I, I know what you mean on Sony's side. It, it is the number one racing game that you can get your hands on. But I do want to point out that this was on Roger's most anticipated list before we had a trailer. True. And now that we have a trailer, okay. I'm I'm definitely in. This trailer is a good trailer, and it's got it's got the you know the stereotypical training montage you know for you know whatever these kids are going to go through. But I like the concept. I like the ideas, and a lot of it is because some of this is grounded in actual reality. You know, this I, is based on a true story. Yep, and we and me and Roger were talking like like you know Formula One race you know uh, Formula One racers they use simulation to practice for courses. So this is actually something that's like that's grounded in some reality here, which is kind of cool to think about. And I like the cast they have. Uh, I didn't know Orlando Bloom was still around, so good for him. And then um, <laughs> still still getting them like a lost checks though. <laughs> True. <laughs> and then um, and my man's got to eat. <laughs> I, uh, I I like that they got uh, David. You know, me and my boy Dave. I like that you and your a- homeboy Dave Harbor. <laughs> hmm. That's you've chosen your friends. I see. That's yeah, good. Yeah, I like that he's in it because because uh, he's he's a big gamer, admittedly, and. So I I'm, I'm sure when they asked him about it he probably he probably wanted to see the script first but I'm I'm sure he said yes I'm sure he's he's excited about the role he's playing in it which is kind of cool to see. I like seeing actors that fit in the space that they're going into and you can you, you kind of like assume that they're going to be excited about it. So it makes me excited to want to see the film. I'm 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 excited for Gran Turismo. As am I. I th- think it's safe to say that most people are probably excited for this movie. If you're a game fan or not, it's just it looks cool. It has kind of a cool uh, angle it's coming towards, and it's just I'm, I'm going to read the um, I'm going to read the description on IMDb. 
the ultimate wish fulfillment tale of a teenage Gran Turismo player whose gaming skills won a series of Nissan competitions to become an actual professional race car driver based on a true story. So yep. I'm, I, I just, I'm happy that it looks like they're handling it well. And it's got a lot of those, Roger, a movie that you and I like quite a bit, Rush with um, Hemsworth and um, it's sure. when Nikki Lauda is it's got a lot of rush vibes to it which is great because that's a that's an okay movie that's a you know skewing better more towards great than than not but that rush is a good movie and it's got a good vibe made by a good director so as long as i get in those vibes it's it's this is a good thing a very I mean, good thing it, its floor is pretty low it just has to be better than uh the need for speed right <laughs> which isn't hard pretty bad that's what i mean like like, like the floor is pretty low here for like good racing to, to video game movies so hopefully it does well and boys, I'm going to give you the floor here for a few minutes. Dune, <laughs> part two, as Roger used to say, give it to me, you cowards. <laughs> All right. Tim- Timothy Chalamet, Zendaya, Rebecca Ferguson, Josh Brolin, Austin Butler, Florence Pugh, Dave Bautista, Christopher Walken, Leah Sadu, Stellan Skarsgård, Javier Bordem, Tim Blake Nelson. Roger, take it away. I would die for Paul Atreides. <laughs> <laughs> I'll follow that man to hell. That's right. I don't know. I'm this trailer, psyched for this one. Psyched. This trailer looks so good. Dude, listen, this trailer is fucking dope. It has yeah. everything fucking awesome. Yep. And like, uh, I'm sitting here watching the trailer with with Roger again. <laughs> I said, I was like, this movie better be four hours long. Yeah. I want this movie to be every every minute that it needs to tell the rest of the story that we didn't get in the first half. I just I want it all. Take your time. Make this thing beautiful. Now, hold on a second. Just two weeks ago, or last week, maybe two or three weeks ago, we talked about a four and a half hour cut of Braveheart, and you guys were both out of it. You guys are into a four hour cut of Dune. Yeah, because I've already seen Braveheart. Yep, he's right. Hold on, but you don't. The Braveheart story is done to me. Yeah, I don't need any more Braveheart. I need Dune. Okay, fine, but it's long movies. A long movie. I I just want. I I just hope it's as long as it needs to be to tell the story. I don't want five hours. Yes. well, okay, fine, but if you five hours nineteen minutes, <laughs> I'm just. I mean, so 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 listen, like in all seriousness, you know, like 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 Lord of the Rings films are long, right? But those are considered like their feature length cuts. So you could get something similar out of something for Dune, hundred percent. Like it, it, there's enough of the story that they could tell to make this to make it long, but still make it a good flowing film. There's a lot here, and I. My sci-fi nerdy heart really wants there to be everything I can because this might be the last movie of this style I get for a long time unless Henry Cavill comes through and the Warhammer properties fucking banging. Well, but when, I won't know that for the next four years. So. When was the well, when was Dune Part One? What year? Two was years that? ago. Okay, so he's cranking this out right before, quick. right after Chris's grandmother passed away. Unfortunately, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's oh right. yeah. She wanted oh, to see it. Yeah. Now I'm sad all over again. <laughs> Good. Yeah, Carry because that's that with you. Always. Dennis Villeneuve, like he's a director to always watch. If he's got a movie coming up, mm-hmm. I look at him like I used to look at Christopher Nolan. Like I will yeah. watch anything Dennis Villeneuve makes, like without it, without any kind of problem. Well, Christopher just, Nolan, not so much anymore. But just listen, man. Like, like I mean, sound for Dune was out of this world. Visuals were out of this world, and it looks like you know, like it looks like they're still leaning hard into that whole atmosphere. I'm ready for it. I cannot wait. November. This, cannot this is one dude, that, that shot coming up behind like the screen full of ornithopters. Dude, come on. Yeah. <laughs> They're just screaming <laughs> across the desert. <laughs> I yes. Um, I, this is one that I really um, hope you guys watch in a big D auditorium or an IMAX theater. You guys might want to make the trek to where there's a true IMAX auditorium and check this out. I'm so. just going to go to Arrakis. 
and <laughs> check it out there. Well, so, so my plan is to rewatch Dune again with my wife again because she went and saw it with me in theaters uh, the first time around. So rewatch Dune, and then I'll leave it up to her. If she, if we both want to go see it, I think we'll go try to find somewhere IMAX to watch it. If not, if she doesn't want to see it this time around, then I'll probably I'll, I'll do Big D in this area at least because I didn't I didn't see it that way for the last one, and I want to see it in that way this time, especially if you're watching like Mario and Big D. And like what the sound can do for it, yeah, yeah, I definitely missed out the first time around. So, have you thought, Chris, about getting? Because you, I know you go to the AMC a lot. Have you thought any any more about getting the A list? I've been going more often, so it's 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 becoming more of an option at this point. So it 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 may end up trending that way. I just I hate going. I, I'd much rather go to the empty ass marquee at the at the Highlands area because I have significantly less chance of getting like mall rat kids in there than I you know and just random kids walking in to see a movie than going to the AMC. But yeah, yeah but financially though. Yeah. It's, I don't know how you don't, do, I mean, look, AMC or Marquis a much better theater to watch a movie in. And I get that it's, it, it, it's newer. It's not, you know, falling apart. I mean, it is falling apart, but it, everything else is newer. There's literally better. cracks in the wall. I watched them grow <laughs> when I worked there. <laughs> <laughs> like week three of that place being opens when I started, like, you're like, there's a crack in the wall. Wasn't this place just built? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah, it's getting bigger. The cracks. And then more cracks came, and then doors stopped closing properly. Jesus. <laughs> that is true. Speak <laughs> behind the curtain of what it was like working at the movie theater. So, what are we going to do to fix this? I don't know. We're going to have to cut that door, I guess. When I walked in, to <laughs> that's see, how they fixed when it. When I walked in to see Evil Dead Rise this week, it was at, it was at the, uh, the Highlands one, and uh, it was in Theater Six. And Theater Six's like little right, uh, light rail wasn't wasn't working. So, they had like, like, like just taped up Theater Six's like on big printer paper yep. and there were three of them so it was like six 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 i was like oh this is good this is great perfect i can't wait for this i'm gonna die in here yep <laughs> i felt that wait. way during evil day let me tell you i felt yeah. that way but hey but hey dune yeah we're ready i want it give me it now yeah i'm <sighs> i'm psyched for dune i just i can't these big scale epic films like i just want them i just want them right like i revert back to being a 15 year old like super excited for that for that summer's movies you know fast forward to being like a towards like 2001 two and three were like i knew the next the next lord of the rings i was so like seven months away like i couldn't sleep i was so i couldn't breathe i, I mean i i couldn't eat i could like, i just was so excited for these new big films in the summer and the and christmas and that's what i feel like with dune it's just I, I i love and respect the first one so much like i'm it's been a long time since i've been this excited for a movie mm-hmm. i gotta say i'm more excited for dune than i was the covenant if that if that puts it anything into perspective right. for you, yeah. and the covenant was my number one for the for the spring and yep. the summer early. Yeah, but early we fall. we cut it off at November, which is Dune yeah. is the number one for me for the rest of the fucking year. So, <laughs> oh my, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm psyched for Dune. Do we have any? Do you guys want to do a what it does opening weekend? Any any um, predicaments or uh, predictions? I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's, it's we're tough. way too out for that. But. Yeah, yeah, I think so. But it, also because I don't remember what what the original Dune did on its first week, and I think it's going to be bigger than the first one. You know, what we think... should do we should do maybe one of the the month before Dune comes out, we'll do one of the B episodes. We'll just talk about Dune again and good. what we are excited going into Dune Part Two. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I might do that. That sounds like a good idea. But yeah, yeah. I'm 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 psyched for. I, I just. I thought everything De- Dennis Villeneuve did with the first Dune is like, it's just so good. It's just like his opus and among of filmography that's already stellar. Oh, Dune only made forty two million opening weekend. Yeah, but that was the first Dune. Like people know what it is like, now, and yeah, I was gonna like, say, I, I, like, like that's, what I, that's what I mean. Whatever it did the first week 
last time. I think it'll be, I think it's going to be bigger for this one because anyone that was kind of on the fence about it and like went and saw it after word of mouth, they're, they're, they're ready for the part two. But didn't it open on HBO max day and date too? I think so. Yeah. Oh, I think you're right. Did. I think you're right about that. And it yeah. still did 40 million in auditorium. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, cause I almost didn't see it in theaters. I, I almost only watched it. Yeah. At home okay. So I, yeah, they did yeah. release it the same day on HBO max. Yeah. Okay. So, so even though it cannibalized itself, yep. It still did this one won't did do 40 that. million. Like it still right. did 40 million, which is That's very impressive. Yeah. Imagine if Mario came out dual release, yeah. you know what I mean? Like it yeah. would have done nearly the numbers it did. I mean, know, still might have done some money, but not, well, it would have probably cut it like near a third, which is yeah, probably, probably in half. You'd probably be sitting at five or 600 right now. Theatrically, if it came out day and date with uh, whatever streaming service they would have used, but Peacock, it'll be Peacock. It'll peacock. be Peacock. Yeah. All right. It is now time, gentlemen, for the movie of the week. Although Dune. it's two weeks behind. Dune. <laughs> Part Peter two. Pan and Wendy. I'm kidding. Evil ah. Dead Rise. Pope's Exorcist 2. <laughs> with Russell with, with John Goodman already, <laughs> already stepping up. All right. Let's talk about Evil Dead Rise. Rotten Tomatoes score. Now we are uh, we're are a, a few weeks behind the the release of Evil Dead that we would normally do, but uh, it's still it's a movie that I think was garnering attention, so we want to check check it out. Just making money. Mm-hmm. Tomato meter, eighty four percent. I think that's probably fair. That's good. Audience, yeah. here's the thing about audience score with an Evil Dead movie. Usually, it's much higher. This one's actually lower at seventy seven percent. Yeah, it's not bad. Though. Okay, yeah, no, but not I, bad. I, I, but I understand film, it. I can see why. Yeah, yeah, I I, I understand why it's not doing as well as I thought it was going to be doing. Well, so like, like, like just on that point alone, before we move on from, from the, the Rotten Tomatoes score split, I think it's because people weren't ready for this movie to be as campy as it was at, cer- at certain points, like audience wise, because, you know, a lot of people are going to these horror films because, you know, it, it they're out there right now. They like horror. Flicks, and if I recall, cool. it was a horror film and they're not quite sure what they're getting into. <laughs> So they go to this thing, and it's a little more campy than like they're ready for. Like it's not as it's not as slashery. It's not as gory. It's not as like. Also, there's no fucking Bruce Campbell. True. Yeah. Hold on, but the 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 very DNA of Evil Dead is camp. A hundred percent. It is campy, but that doesn't mean that like the people that are going to see that know that like extensively. This might be their first Evil Dead film they've seen. You know what I mean? I mean, if my uncle wasn't wasn't into the Evil Dead movies, I would never seen any of them before this. This would have been my first one, too. So I I understand where some people come from with with, with like not giving a positive rating after going to see it. All right. Let's talk about some cast members for one second. Lily Sullivan, Alyssa Sutherland, Morgan Davies, Neil Fisher, Gabrielle Eccles, Mia Chalice, Jaden Daniels, Ty Wano, Billy Reynolds, McCarthy, Nadim Yahik. Directed and written by Lee Cronin. Roger, what's it uh, I've never heard of? <laughs> what's some of them? Let's talk about Evil Dead Rise. Roger, what's it about? Tell us. Uh, it's about the Evil Dead. Rising. Rising. Mm-hmm. So one thing, I was cu- one thing I was curious when I first saw the trailer is, mm-hmm. I wonder if this is how... I wonder if... Because they the first trailer definitely showed the lake. And I yep. was like, I wonder how if... Because kind of a lake setting with the woods, this is how the book gets to the woods. Mm, to where okay. the, where where Ash and his friends are, but that's in the seventies, and there's clearly yeah. cell phones in this one. Well, like, this is clearly supposed to be modern, modern times. Yes, yeah, yeah, so. so it's 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 weird because I don't see there being more than one copy of this book out there. Well, so here's the thing, though: it's not that it's more than one copy; it's a different book. Yeah. Oh, different oh, oh, it, oh, is it? So this is not the. It is not the. Ne- it is not. This is the book oh, okay. of the dead, which is different than than the Necronomicon. Yep. Ah, 
Maybe that's why uh-huh. I, I didn't. I wasn't understanding that part. Like, how did the book right. get where in the, in the bank vault? They didn't explain that, but yeah. So let's talk about it. Where that so, thing's been locked in that vault for a hundred years. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. and then some moron climbs in a hole and gets it out. No fucking idiot. Yep. No. Yeah, especially a book that like it, it's just. Once you look at a few of those pages, I love when you're talking about the book. Let's focus on the fact that he climbed in a hole immediately after an earthquake. It was like, let's go party down here. Yeah, right. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> let's go party down here. And, and indeed. So let's talk about the opening scene for one second. Just for, to yeah. spend a few minutes, five minutes on the lake scene. Mm-hmm. Why do we get this scene where it is chronologically? Let, let me, let me, and I understand so, it fits somewhere okay. else later, but I, I won't, I won't spoil it, but I think. You know, I won't say exactly why we start there, but after watching the whole movie, I'm totally okay with it Mm -hmm. because, look, it really sets the tone to make sure you understand what kind of movie you're getting. Mm -hmm. And it may not fit exactly right yet, but if you watch the whole movie, and you should because it's a good movie, um, that you understand how we get from point A to point B, I guess from A to B to back to A. (laughs) Well, like a a piece of that is also... it's almost like there's an obligatory. There has to be a wood sequence because I think all of the Evil Dead films involve like the woods in some way. Most of them, yeah. So it's like it's it's almost like like that may have been written in there. But I don't care what the reason is because I I was talking with you about this earlier, Rogers. We get the best title reveal of a film I've seen in ever. Like wait, like when she comes out of the water and then it just says Evil Dead Rise on the screen the way it does. It looks so goddamn just good it looks, isn't it, it isn't it doesn't she doing the like the jesus figure like her yeah. arms around mm-hmm. she's yeah. raising her her feet are yeah. twisted like it's i think fucking... that was cool but we know because of we know how that plays out and like we know there's more coming well yeah it's, yeah but like yeah i specifically mean just like the delivery of like the evil dead rise title though like it's just it's so it's so like stark against like the contrast of the screen because it's just big red letters against like that that like that white sky background it just it looks so it it looks good it's it was a really good move like that was just fantastic imagery that i was super into when i saw it as it opened up i agree it's i was expecting it to fit into the movie differently because the trailer I mean, like kept thinking, scalp yeah, 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 <laughs> yes uh, yes i can't even i just I can't imagine drops it, it on the pier. So no, my wife looks at me. And she goes, "Would you die from that?" I'm like, "No, but it hurt like hell." <laughs> well, people did survive. I I know there are accounts of in, uh, Well, there are accounts in the French and Indian War how yes, you it is very easy to survive. You're not going to win a beauty contest, but you do well, you I mean, can survive you have to worry about infection. I mean, yeah, are, you saying you're not, know, you're, yeah. are you saying you're not into bald chicks? Like, what does this mean? I don't. I don't want to answer All that dudes. question. Nah, there All you dudes. go. It's probably safe. All I know is when she drops it on the pier and it makes that squishy, like the bloody wet sound. thump. Yeah, that. Ooh, man, no. <laughs> that was a really good impression of it. Also, you know what really creeped me out though is when she's throwing up all the white shit. Not no, didn't. Because oh, listen, that comes back into play apartment. later, and I was also like, no, oh yeah, yeah, no, yeah. It's just it's, but that's so the DNA of Evil Dead is, of course, the first movie with Bruce Campbell was in with Sam Raimi directing, incredibly low budget. Uh, they they almost you know if you read the production diaries they almost couldn't make their days because they just couldn't make things work right you know they had, they had to go back to the studio to ask for more money once or twice and you know but the whole thing with the it, it the movie I think it's like Jaws the movie works because of the limitations that they had that's one of the famous stories about that and then of course Evil Dead Two was pretty much a remake of Evil Dead with the proper budget I, and I'm willing to th- I'm willing to think that their location that they chose for this made them like like 
write cleverly, if that makes any sense. Sure. Because like they've confound them themselves to this this like this apartment floor space. Mm-hmm. So it's like that's I think they I think that's why the hallway got used the way that it does in the sure. film. Probably because they had to like figure out like ways to like to fill up this movie time to and, make like, it bigger. Yeah, yeah, and like you know like get more sequences out of it. And it's like, well, let's just use the hallway, and then that turned into whatever it did, and that turned into. Do the you know let, let, let's make a shot with through like, the people the people which is I think a fantastic it's sequence. a cool sequence yeah, yeah. It, it works pretty well it's different well I mean but it the apartment is cleverly subbing in for the cabin sure yeah. in, in yeah. the Evil Dead and like the Evil Dead the yeah ninety percent of this movie yeah. takes place in the same in the apartment and that's you apartment know, so and it's one of my favorite and no one gets one my... stabbed in the, in the Achilles tendon with a pencil. Which is something that definitely happens in the first movie that <laughs> sticks out in my mind forever. Yep. Well, but I mean, she gets stabbed in the Achilles tendon, but that's what turns her. That's what starts the turning. No one gets mm-hmm. stabbed in the Achilles tendon, but someone gets with a someone gets a, a tattoo needle down their face. Yeah, what starts the infection too? But I mean, there's a lot of similarities here, and I, I think they were trying to draw those. But I I do think it's clever how they replaced one isolated um, set with another isolated yeah. set, yep. and they gave me. They gave us compelling reasons enough why they had to stay in those places. That's true too, yes. because because like like I, I know they've used them like 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 trying to force sobriety, mm-hmm. like for once, like you know, like they're committed to like making sure their friend makes it through this. They don't know what's going on. They think it's a reaction to that. Mm-hmm. This one is like you know, like you know, it's someone you love. You don't want to leave them. You can't leave them. That yeah. kind of thing. So yeah, and they they right. they bring up the earthquake, which actually would. You know, make mm-hmm. things a little bit different. Mm-hmm. You know, why you wouldn't be leaving that same Navigating area? Yeah, becomes a little more difficult. Yep. yep, absolutely. I I'm very happy with how they did a lot of these things in this movie, and I'm I I was surprised we didn't get a at least a Bruce um, Bruce Campbell cameo. Well, am I mistaken, or was it not his voice at the end of the one record? Oh, it may it have been. Have I didn't been. even think. I didn't even think of that. I'm yeah, gonna look that up been. while you guys talk some more. That, okay, that, that's a good. Because I'm pretty sure he's in the the last record that they play. So, um, while you look that up, so I want to talk about some similarities. Because look, obviously, you guys know I'm not a big horror movie guy. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't, I don't hide it here. But like, let's talk about Pope's Exorcist for a second. Like, I didn't hate that movie. It's okay. It's a, it's a decent story. Um, here's the thing. I actually like the Evil Dead series because I've never considered them particularly scary. You know what I mean? I watched them when I was younger and, you know, by the end of like the third Evil Dead, you know, when Ash has a fucking chainsaw for a hand and (laughs) he's shooting people point blank in the face with a shotgun saying, my name is Ash and this is my boomstick. Like, that's not scary to me. That's just like built into my brain is awesome, you know? killing legions of deadites and you know becoming their you know like dressed like uh you know a knight in shining armor shooting people you know that's how i look at the evil dead and i I like how they take this and sort of modernize it and they still have the same kind of throwback looks with like buckets of you know fake blood um a, a single you know a double barrel shotgun a chainsaw is instrumental in this you know i, I appreciate that kind of throwback stuff mm-hmm. while also being different enough to have a different book a different demon different type of demon mm-hmm. and to have it all fit in the same order it doesn't feel forced to me yeah no, it doesn't. like the story listen the story here isn't going to win any kind of like screenwriters thing. It's, it's pretty linear. You know, mom gets infected or, you know, mom gets possessed, takes it out on everybody. Basically, you know, and some people make it, some people don't, 
but it's it's not you're not really surprised by anything here right um and then how it starts and how it ends comes back with shots on the lake and then you see how this spirit can or demon can continue to grow and whatever else and definitely opens the door for more which is something that i appreciate yeah now listen what i think would be badass if you know, fucking Ash Campbell shows up. Oh, Fuck yeah, that'd have yeah. been awesome. But that's, that's almost but, too campy. Well, though, right? oh, but here's the thing: didn't have to be the guy killing people. Could have been. Could have been a crazy old man lived down the hallway. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like we had a crazy old man with a shotgun. <laughs> that could have been him. So I have I have something on on the on the Ash part. So it says here that uh, this voice uh, was not merely Campbell's voice, but Ash's voice. As Ash has been known to travel through time on multiple occasions, yeah, of so that course. Was his I mean, cameo. Okay. That makes yep. sense, though. Yeah, that makes he would go through that portal thing. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So, so it, you know, and so that does make sense. And so, yeah, so that was his cameo. Was he was the that was Ash on the records? Okay, so that's kind of. I'll cool. tell you, I'll tell you what really kind of weirded me out though. Before we get in the meat and bones of this movie, is I, I I thought it weird the kill count and who was among the kill count. I thought that was I I, I know Everyone? I texted you guys right afterwards, but. It's just weird to me that not even kids were safe from this. Nope. And and I thought there's no well. I thought when we finally got isolated into, into the apartment and when we and I know there are other players outside the apartment. There were those those two older kids and the guy, the crazy guy with the shotgun. I was like, well, they're definitely you know they're expendable beyond expendable. But yeah. I thought there's in the apartment there's no way they're gonna that the number that the number of family members starting this movie is going to be less ending it but it is and i'm turns out everyone's expendable <laughs> yep <laughs> but here so so the, the so let's talk about this then how they come to find this the the this this crazy book that they find is there's a lot of dominoes that fall together that, that make it easy enough to find this book but Roger, you said a good point though before we started recording or even during recording about how it's found and it's just it kind of the scenario is weird. So the short story is the kids go out to get pizza, come back. There's an earthquake when they're in the parking garage below the apartment building. Okay. And sadly, the pizza's ruined. All three of them too, man. Yeah, like no, it's, it's fucking tough. shit day, right? Like look like it could have been good pizza, but like a hole opens up in the floor of the parking garage mm-hmm. and the idiot son decides to go look down it. Mm-hmm. Sees like it's because they knew it was an old bank. It was an old bank. Yeah. They, they knew that. Sees that there's an old vault down there, mm-hmm. climbs into it for whatever the fuck reason, mm-hmm. and finds the book of the dead. Finds the bug book. Yeah. And once the bugs are gone, the book has teeth, and he's like, we got to take this with us. <laughs> this is what I'm taking out of here. Yeah. And a stack of old dusty vinyl. Yeah. Because the old dude's into vinyl, which is fine. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, fair enough. He is into vinyl. They have a way to play the vinyl. Cool. Mm-hmm. All Makes right. sense. Yep. Yep. Which is weird yeah. because most people don't have a way to play the vinyl. Well, so here's the thing: if you paid He's attention before that, he was he was taking samples no, and making. I, I, I get it, but, that. but but well, but 90, I mean, you know, it's just they, so it they had, make it they make it to where there's a reason for him to have it. And it's they, a believable. Reason. They make it convenient yet plausible. Yes. Which okay, you I know, can't I see, argue I see that. <laughs> so I get that. I really do get that. Yeah. Well, it's just one of those things that like they needed. I don't because one thing I didn't. One thing I didn't like is rings when they updated it from what well, it was a videotape to what a DVD. I don't remember what, the, but yeah. they updated it somehow. And I'm like, I don't think that I would have just doesn't work it, the same, right? I would have yeah, just kept it a, a, a blank unlabeled tape. Like that's kind of the scariest part of it. But and I was, I'm, I is do appreciate. Though? I think Hold on. so. You Hold almost on. have to is, though. Is is the blank VH, VHS tape the scariest part of the ring? 
Well, no, is no, it? Well, hold on, hold on. If you're, yeah, if you're bitch making comes this to the cheap, that's terrifying. That's scary guys, part. Chris, just if you're making, I'm talking about the sequel, Rings, the third one. Yeah. It, it wasn't a tape anymore. It was something else. I don't remember what yeah. it was, but I remember thinking, oh, it's updated. I would have, uh, when you find a copy of a, a tape that's, that's it's a blank tape. Well, not a blank. It's a tape with no label, but like supposedly there's some lore around it. Like that just makes it kind of creepy because it's old and it's vintage. And I don't know. I just think it fits with the theme, but I'm glad they kept the the, the vinyl, the record theme. Mm-hmm. because That's how it yeah. was. And that's how the Kandaharian demons came out in the first one. And they they weren't, although they did use the whole, the what the camera movement, it was supposed to be the movement of the evil spirit, but like it just... In the in the Evil Dead, they didn't have a way to show it. It just just camera movement is how they showed the movement of the spirit, yeah. which you know, fine. Yeah. And then I like how they kept that in this movie. They they kept okay. you know they 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 used it not as often as I thought they would have, but they certainly used it, and that was great. Um, and it's how it starts though in the bank vault is it's it's weird to me that he only takes those items too, and that he is able to find them after an earthquake. Yeah, but I, mean, I mean, there's so some. It, the the willing suspense of disbelief you kind of have to you know it it, it it's some it's some suspense of disbelief it could also be that like you know because of the items the cursed you know book that he's finding that it's that like he's there's a sub there's like a subconscious call to him to grab the like those things that will help bring forth you know the summoning and the destruction of his family blah 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 you know what I mean like 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 there's there's things that play here you can point to you know that like might be below the surface you know to make it you know less suspense of disbelief kind of but thing. also the, the 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 wooden christ figure that falls down that that was funny that weird yeah, jump I, scare and like everything that's all those holy things trying to contain something in that what was like a sarcophagus or a coffin mm-hmm. it was it was just a cool setup and i don't here's the thing like <laughs> as famously as it famously does happen the common sense just kind of goes out the window when you're writing horror characters that like if you we're in a scenario. And you jump down there and you find all this stuff. Just don't touch it. Maybe Common just... sense also goes out the window for a sixteen-year-old angsty teen. <laughs> also, don't okay, jump in the creepy hole. Yeah, thank you. Because especially you know, after an earthquake. Yeah, sure. <laughs> things shift and things fall, and cement kills you. Yeah, yeah I, I get it. Yeah. But it's just—I I mean, I like the the set piece was more for, you know, the factor. It was more for aesthetic reasons than it was like the story making any kind of sense. And I kind in horror movies, I generally give that a pass because you almost have to do that. Almost, you know, in, yeah, in a way, it's yeah. I give that a pass in horror film because, like, you have to show me something that I'm going to believe this is an evil thing. So mm-hmm. that much I, I did want to bring up that, like, this whole first of all, like, why was that stuff in a bank? Like, what bank vault was this? How old is this bank vault? Did, did they go into any of that? Well, it's a hundred years old, mm-hmm. from at least because that's how the dates on the records were from 1923. Yep. Hmm. So it's just, it's weird to me that, that was still a, like, how was it hidden for so long? Like, I mean, are we just into the, we don't explain anything anymore? Like, we didn't, or did we even need explaining of that? I don't think it needs explaining. I think I, so. so the one thing I want to point out, I think we're overthinking the plot of the Evil Dead movie. Yeah. yeah. Because look, this had to do one thing and it does it. Mm-hmm. Like, it makes a believable Evil Dead movie. Yeah. Or a movie that fits in that world. Like I said, this movie's not going to win any screenwriting things, but... It's very serviceable for what it does. What we're not talking about, and we absolutely should be, is Mom. Yes. Because, look, this is her movie, and she shines 100%. here. And, like, from the moment that she's possessed till the end of this movie, 
She owns every scene that she's in. Also, pacing of this film is fantastic, I think, for the same reason. I think it just like the movie does flow very quickly. It's it's a quick 90 minutes. It's 90 minutes. Yeah, Yeah. it's a quick 90. I think it's because the pace and the ride that. What's it legitimately like 97 minutes or something like that? that, the, The ride that her character takes you on is pretty fucking entertaining. She's an asshole. And it's like, it's like it's like a chef's kiss version of like the asshole character where like she's saying like all the, all the, like the, the mind, like the mental warfare stuff that happens, you know, in yep. these kinds of movies, man, it's quick. It's witty. It's to the point that like the things he's seen are just fucking mean. And yep. you know, it, it's just good. Like when she comes out of the tub, the, the, uh, the line that's in the trailer where, you know, Molly's like, with the maggots. Yeah, now Molly's with the maggots. Now it's like, Oh God. Yeah. Ew, fuck. Yeah. Stop <laughs> this. <laughs> I, 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 I think that, she does like like all the things that are said in this film, like from like like the, the all the one liners, they're they're fucking gold. They're they're on point. They're great. They're funny. They're savage. They're mean. It's yep. like yeah, like like this is good, and it keeps with like you know the theme of the film, makes it believable. Make, make, makes it a fun ride too for if you're into this kind of thing. Yeah, it fits. Mm-hmm. I, I would agree with that. I like the again. It's one of those things. I was wondering how they were gonna. The apartment's only so big, and the mom gets possessed pretty early. So I'm like, "How are they gonna?" Oh no, no, there's 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 a kid being possessed. Okay, okay, yep, okay. Yep, now yep. okay, everyone's expendable. <laughs> so well, she's uh, she's breaking eggs into yeah. the, in a fucking pan and like just breaking them in. I'm like, oh, that, why is that? Creepy? It's unsettling. Yeah, why is why does this not feel right? Yeah, yeah. Just it it definitely works. It, it it's a neat thing to bother you, but like. In the moment, in the film, what you know is going to happen is like, oh yeah, that's like, it's almost correct, but it's not quite. Yeah, right. or, or or what really got me was that was when the girl was eating the glass. Mm, oh my! Yeah. No, and then it comes I, out through I, like her her neck. Ugh. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. like cutting her from the inside. You can see can, it happen. Oh yeah. my yeah. goodness, that's no. Actually, anyway. you know what really creeped me out with her is when she's blowing the black shit out of her nose and mouth, and she's just standing there because it, it's not blood. No, it's not. It's something different. Like, she's just like, is there something? Yes. Yeah, no. Yeah, it's like sludge, and then it turns into like it ends up being like leeches or some Bugs shit. Bugs and shit. Yeah, that's not so, good. All right, so I want to talk about one particular scene. I want to talk about the hallway scene for just a minute. Okay. okay. So in the people thing. The, yeah. The well, the, the hall. Well, kind of a combination of both, two. right? So the combat. So the funny moment. Yeah. <laughs> the original. The original hallway scene where she bites the dude's eye out and then Loogie spits it across the room down the other guy's throat. All right, listen. That's campy bullshit right there, yeah, it and is. it's okay. It's okay. It is. I don't like it, but but uh, it but it, it fits. It right? fits this film yeah. and its roots and stuff. So yeah. it, like for for that reason, yeah, I guess you know, it gets right. a pass for it. it okay, does. but so I want to talk about the scene how it shot through the peephole. Yes. Okay, where the little kid is just watching this carnage unfold through the doorway. Um, to the point where the guy comes at her with the shotgun, you see him like power walk and shoots her the one time and she gets blasted out of screen. Hell right? yeah, brother. And he's just like, you know, we're going to go finish this right now. So you see the gun barrel tip backwards, shoots the wrong direction, then his body just flies. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think that scene is perfect mm-hmm. for this movie because... It shows you like ultra violence without actually showing you the violence, yep. but it, and it just works for me here. And also that kid is dumb because then she was like, I need to unlock the door because mom's back. Idiot. So <laughs> idiot. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, it, it, it goes back to when we watched the Pope's exorcist too, though. Like, like she opens the door for mom because again, 
you know, the whole the, the whole thing that like the devil has is is deception. Yeah. And you know, like I it's it's eerie how the demon is like, you know, hey, your dad's back. Yeah. And like is pretending that dad's like, you know, away oh, from off screen. See. And like it goes back to the egg cracking thing. It's like like you know the demon's lying, but like the demon's like pretending to understand what like what like that love and relationship thing looks like mm-hmm. and like blows the like no one fucking blows kisses. That doesn't happen, right? Mm-hmm. But like this like this demon just doesn't quite get it and like does that. And it's like you know it's not there. Especially because she just watched her kill four people. <laughs> <That's>, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it's like it's just it's such it it it's unnerving in a strange way, and it succeeds in that you know, like in multiple times here in this film, and I I appreciated that. And like when she's like, "You don't look so good, mommy," and she's like, "Nothing a hug from you won't fix." Mm-hmm. It's like, oh god. I also ah. I also really did appreciate when through the peephole scene where you see the one kid get kicked against the wall and he just hits and just like funk yeah. <laughs> he just slides down the wall. <laughs> oh no, can't be goodness. But yeah, like it just again it goes back to mom, you know, you know, mom being possessed and how good she acts like she does in this role, even through the people to like to deliver like that mm-hmm. like level of creepiness when you have this distorted view of what your character is, but can still come off as super creepy like that. And like her eyes, like her the makeup, the makeup team that did that did her her whole setup and mm-hmm. the eyes thing, so good. And it's just it's unsettling and just it's a fantastic job. Yep. Um, let's talk about a character that I don't understand in any real capacity. Let's talk about Aunt Beth oh God. for just Auntie a minute. Beth. Auntie Beth. I think they chose Auntie Beth so that when the demon comes out of the hallway, when they're not looking and screams, Beth! like I think that's the whole reason. Because goddamn that, like that that was the only other jump scare in this film besides. Well, yeah, there's only there's only two. Well, I think they um, had to they had to have another adult. With, well, that's with fine, but I don't understand her character. There's a lot of different. Uh, I, I I understand where Roger's coming from. There's a lot of like like weird things about Beth's character that don't even make sense in the film. Like, I mean, like, we find out early on that she's pregnant, right? And it doesn't matter, right? Well, or does it? Because here's the thing: mm-hmm. is that baby possessed? <laughs> in the next movie, well, so see, but we th- never, but we never get that. Well, okay, far, yeah, that's the thing you don't know. But so, how I look at it, either that's a long game mm-hmm. for another movie, a part of a franchise, or it absolutely doesn't make any sense and doesn't matter. So, so I think there's two sides to this. Where like, I, I, either you can use the baby thing as as a reason why Beth doesn't get possessed because she has like pure innocence within her. So like, okay, it might be blocking the possession thing. Also, Beth never gets an injury, so maybe she doesn't get possessed that way. Because, oh, she gets beat up a little bit. Well, but no, like no hard, like like she almost contact. gets pushed into a fucking mulcher, almost. But and like the yeah, other but thing she is, doesn't because she she true. doesn't get pushed into a mulcher exactly. But like yeah, so she like, doesn't. That's either true. the baby is like blocking the possession because of innocence, blah blah blah, or it for some reason they wanted to include that for some reason because it it, it ends up not mattering at all. Like they make a weird they a reference the baby once where she says two souls. Okay, doesn't actually ever pay off though. And then another moment where, like, like the youngest daughter tells her she's going to be a good mommy because yep. she lies to kids. Like, yep. you could even have that line without her being pregnant. True. Like, you know what I mean? Yes, you could. So, like, I think it leans more towards the they had, like, they made her pregnant for no Doesn't goddamn matter. reason and yep. whatever than it being, like, for a reason. Mm-hmm. I think it's just a character thing they wrote in there and, like, oh, let's make her pregnant. And then that was the end of that, and it didn't go. Well, anywhere. no, I mean, we, we we can't discount the fact that they cut whatever that was supposed to be for, but they left it in because the the scenes that they had it that it mattered. Like I understand, like the scene, like especially with the mom pushing her fingernails on the stomach and almost digging in. 
Mm-hmm. Like, I, okay, I get that, but they may have cut out whatever the pregnancy was meant to be for. In which okay, case, we don't fair. know. And they're and I mean, I mean, this movie's doing you know it's made a hundred million dollars. I don't know what the budget well, is. We're getting we're getting another one. That's my point though. Is maybe they're just saving for the sequel. To nineteen million. I'll oh, see. This is a win. A hundred percent. Oh god, yeah. This is a big win. Of course. So is. of course, so we're definitely going to get a sequel, which is going to be bigger, more gory, or bloodier. Well, and that's also why I thought maybe, just maybe, that well, because here's the thing, right? Maybe it's like a long game. So this movie was making money. All right, making a super money. Just remember the one thing about this movie: it didn't have to make any money. No, it wasn't supposed to make money because this was supposed to be direct HBO Max. Like it wasn't supposed to have money, so this is all free money for them. Like legitimately, besides the small advertising budget that they put together when they decided they were going to do it, like that's it. Like this movie was done in the can, ready to go straight to streaming. So we're definitely getting a sequel. And I think by her being pregnant, they must have had sequels in mind for this anyway. Right? Maybe. But, like, like I understand, like, 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 your thought process with that. But, like, she never has to come back. Or her being pregnant doesn't have to play anything into it. She could have just been pregnant and then, like, she's in the next movie and there's a kid born. You know what or I mean? Or she's Maybe. the kid's possessed. It- <laughs> like, look, I'm, so here's the thing. Yeah. I'm not really trying to make that as a joke, right? Yeah. What's a great way to turn the franchise a little bit? Make the kid be possessed out the you know off the jump. Well, or okay. Maybe, well, let me or, just or, so, or, or, or or maybe make the kid like a target of the demon. Now, sure, okay. Like that. Uh, that's, because because well, okay, you can't possess, me, you can't be, you can't possess pure innocence is the thing. Well, okay. So where where at least where we stand chronologically, the what you love so much, Chris, and I won't. If you're paying attention, you'll get it. If you weren't, then I don't want to spoil it for you. But what you love the most about this movie is where it ends. So we have to understand that that the the spirit is still out there doing its thing. Yeah, it's yeah, completely unrestricted. So I think also that we, I mean, the comment. At least I'm going to ask the question: Is I wish we weren't. I wish when we were introduced to the sister, we didn't. When she's on the toilet, she's just she's having a bit of a moment. She's obviously upset about something. I almost wish they hadn't brought the pregnancy test up into frame. So we didn't mm. quite know what was going on until later. It makes sense when she's like, "Oh, two souls." Two like souls. That, okay. That yeah, would have yeah. that would have made more sense. But also, it could be because, well, look at the two sisters. Obviously, there were, you know, you you get a line or two about the parents who were terrible parents to to mm-hmm. to the to those two girls, awful parents. And bec- I mean, these two girls, you know, obviously one married one and had kids with one that just fucking said i'm adios i don't want to talk to you or the kids again terrible dude now the other one the other girl i'm not saying this is a bad decision to get pregnant i'm saying obviously the guy's not in the picture mm-hmm. so i mean well she's not overly thrilled that she's pregnant yeah. well that's the thing is the that's the thing is it's also like it's not they're not out of the woods with the bad decisions part of their lives yet and i don't mean to say anyone who gets pregnant made a bad decision please understand that within the within the confines context of this story i think they may have also been trying to say that you know, even though she's, you know, she's not completely innocent, heroic, because she's the one laying this guilt on the mom who is giving it back. But like, she's also not completely, she's not like a, the perfect sister or anything, the perfect oh, daughter. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you think that plays more into it or likely that they were planning for something to do more with the sequel with the baby? I'm asking, that's that's the question I'm asking. May, so, okay, I have one last theory to kind of like answer your question. With, 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 with another theory? With, with like with like another like question I guess kind of in a cheap way but like what if they added this stuff about the pregnancy once they knew the movie was going to be successful 
they very well could have. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Well, well, that's so decisions were made about this movie after original test screenings. It yeah. is definitely a thing. So, like, so, so possibly, like, maybe they added the whole pregnancy and baby stuff instead of like not like cutting things out that involved the pregnancy, but maybe they added these things in because they knew they had something, and it's like a possible like storyboard thing that they might have going on down the future. I think that's more of what we could lean into. Well, what I would lean into as like a theory. Well, we're definitely getting a sequel. We're absolutely this hundred percent getting a sequel to this. It's done very well, and one coming out in two years will do even better. Now, the the Evil Dead remake from like twenties. When was that, Roger? Like twenty two thousand thirteen. That was not received very well. It didn't go over well. People didn't. Yeah, people didn't like it. It was not what they. It was not what an Evil Dead remake should have been. I think they they took the movie a little too serious when. Evil Dead was, I mean, see, this movie did the great thing by, like, you know, it's spitting eyeballs from one person to another. It's really in, you know, shotgun blasts are blowing people. Like, it's, it's campy in its own way. I don't think the one in 2013 was campy. I think that was a very serious remake of a very campy movie. Well, just remember, after that, though, that's when they had the series on, what was it, right. Ash vs. Evil Dead? Yep. They had that on Showtime? I don't remember where it was at, but yeah, you're right. Yeah. And one I think it's it's important, I mean... Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell are both in creative decisions of this movie. They're both executive producers of Evil Dead Rise. So that I think is important too, that they know the, the original trilogy did very well for itself. And maybe they're seeing this one doing another thing, another cool thing for itself, for Evil Dead fans. Maybe. So yeah. I think it's it's 100% we're getting a sequel. It's also 100% that this woman and her baby are going to be in it. They almost have to be, right? I just answered sure. the question very long-windedly, but... I think yeah. they they almost have to be. Otherwise, there is that was no on reason. Stars actually. What was on Stars? Nora. Ash versus Evil Dead. Was okay, it? Yeah. okay. But point is, it's not. It's the, the my my point is they're not done with this. But if they don't use the pregnant, if they don't use the baby, then we'll know for sure that whatever purpose was on the cutting room floor of this movie, it just didn't make it in the final cut for whatever reason. Yeah. Now, like. Uh, I do want to talk about uh, one more scene at least. Well, two more things in the movie that, like, I thought were like were pretty well done. A, the shock factor for the uh, the bicep stab, mm. because holy shit, no, yeah, no, I didn't <laughs> like like right in between the muscle and the bone. No, nope, didn't thing. like it. Oh, didn't like that at all. That was like squirming in my seat, kind of. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't like that. But like, <laughs> but like because of that, like, do you guys have like a favorite moment within the film? Uh, like for its uh, like the cringy squirmy moment that that you had. I have this thing. Mine. I have this thing with needles and eyes. Like I can't. Oh, when, when when that was happening, good. I knew it wasn't going to happen. But like I was, I was almost like I was like I can't watch this. I just I can't. I, I get squeamish. I can't do sharp things around eyes. I just can't do it. So okay. that that's that's, that's the one that got me is a needle in the eye. Uh, the thing that I didn't like the most is when she takes a creepy fingernail and then plays the music. Or the words through her own mouth. Oh, then like no, yeah. Yeah. no, didn't no. Oh, so that's so it's that kind of imagery that like so that gets you. So that was so. Here's the thing, right? It's not just that she did because like I could see that coming. Yeah, it's that she didn't do it in her own voice. She just broadcasted exactly what the record, <laughs> had, which is just so fucking unsettling to me. This ain't right. Something here ain't right. Yeah, but like it, stop this. Yeah, but it's. <laughs> It's campy, and that's what Evil Dead is. So, it so works. I mean, like, the, those are those unsettling, unnatural things that, like, again, like breaking the eggs within the, like, putting the eggs in there, or the other thing we talked about, what were like, the she's black like unnaturally. Shit, the, the black shit coming yeah. out of her mouth now. Yep. Mm-mm. But so yeah, let's, okay. Creepy. And one, one thing I do want to talk about before we, um, 
I do want to make sure is in this conversation is mm-hmm. the scene, the, the 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 last the scene in the parking garage. Okay, okay. <laughs> and <laughs> this this creepy fucking human spider, which so it's some uh, like amalgamation of like three to four humans, mm-hmm. but it moves like yes. a spider, and I was. I was sweating so hard that I I was like I, my arms were soaked. But I, I can't do spiders. I just and when they're human, okay. spiders, oh my gosh! I just can't. You know, okay. you know what bothered me the most about that? It reminded me more of human human centipede, but yeah, centipede. <laughs> when it when it comes around the corner and you can just see like the hands that the one hand is upside down, yeah, like that that bothered me. Around, like all stuff. <laughs> no, like I don't like it. <laughs> it don't move right. <laughs> no, I'm also glad how that thing ended. Yeah. I'm gonna deserved it. Okay, okay. So, so I want to ask you guys because, because like, you guys seem a little like, like, like there are things about it that creeped you out, isn't it? Though, like, it's it got to the, like that point was like this is so ridiculous that it's no longer creepy. So though? it was getting funnier, right? <laughs> the longer it went on, the more I'm just like, let's just see something fucking awesome happen, like because yeah, yeah. you knew it was coming. Well, what about I mean, you, Grayson? Yes, of course. And be- okay, okay. I mean, I knew they're full. I don't want to take credit for this, but I knew there was going to be a chainsaw involved in this summer because there, again, be. that's yeah, yeah. yeah, that's Evil Dead, it's, and spe- especially when there's also a wood chipper down there. I'm like, okay, I don't yeah. know what's like, I don't know the sequencing, oh. but I I know that someone's going in that wood chipper. They show you the wood chipper off early, yeah, yeah. Like, they show you early. Like, okay, we're coming back here. You know what that reminded me? You know what that reminded me of? And I and I, w- I will say that I don't want to get too far in the weeds with this, but. Um, a recently remade horror video game, Resident Evil Two. There's some really great scenes in a parking garage, and it really reminded me of that too. How like it's okay. scary, and it's just very scary and very violent in the parking garage. And that it's just I don't know, but I just want to say that too for all you yeah. fans out there that enjoyed the remake of RE Two, which was stellar. Um, so like, but it's go go ahead. Well, I was gonna say I, I'm I'm in a similar boat as Roger for a lot of these horror things. Where like I have a very active imagination, and like I get creeped out by like certain shit. But like mm-hmm. I was unbothered. By the amalgamation, the the cerebrus thing that was going on. No, so I didn't. I wasn't really bothered. Like the the thing is, just when it's walking and the hands don't like yeah, yeah. line up. Like that was just something just just not. Oh yeah. Right. Or, or, or like, like when it puts its hands on on the car, like the like the car's the rear windshield, mm-hmm. but then it like puts another one and then another one, and then it's like, oh, there's there's like eight hands. Well, okay. and they're the same hand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's creepy as hell until you see it, it. and then, and then and then it's not so bad. That's the whole thing. Yeah, the um the scene that bothered me that like got me like creeped out wasn't even any of that. It was um it's when a the the dumb broad Beth has the headphones on and is listening like oh listening my to the, god. The How, there's no world where you're putting headphones on when there's a literal demon outside your door. Whatever, but like when when uh when mom's <laughs> crawling through the demon. vents. When she's coming out of the vent, like mm-hmm. off screen, yep, and blurred. Oh no, I don't like that. When 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 horror films do things where like it's like just off screen and it's like oh no, it's, like it was kind of same. kind of blurred in the background, but you it know there's the movement. S- yeah, it was the same thing when we watched uh, when we watched Last of Us and Grandma's in like in the wheelchair in the episode one, and she's like her mouth is like just fucking open and she starts standing up and it's like it's off screen though. You're like no, stop that, stop that, stop that. Mm-mm. Something about it being off screen and off focus. It's like ooh, my my imagination doesn't like this. Make it stop, please. That was creepy. I think that was like the strongest like visual thing that I got that was like, you know, like made, made me feel like wrong to be mm-hmm. there. Nope. So, yeah. I, I did appreciate, though, that we did get like the buckets of blood kind of thing where everybody's just 
covered in it. And Which apparently that's like a that's like that, an Ash and Evil. That's Dead an staple. Evil Dead. That's you, a yep. thing. Yeah, buckets we, of blood, elevators of blood in yep. this in this case, which. They definitely have plenty of blood in this film. Yep. Yeah, it's it looks like they were they were swimming in red Kool Aid by the end of this. Mm-hmm. They're all just, they're. I wonder how hard that was to like get off when they were like trying to shower that like mm-hmm. all that stain off of a man. Just hit me with a pressure with the, washer. Especially I don't care. with the with the with the kids because kids have a whole different. There's a whole different set of rules when it comes to kids on set. Like they have, oh, they, yeah, have I bet. They, they can only be on set for like so many hours and they need so many breaks and it's like it's almost like. If you're gonna if you're gonna put them on break, just be done with them for the day because it's just so costly to have them. But it's, do, do they get imagine. like stu- do they get like studio paid therapy for like these kinds of movies too? Probably. Well, I'm I'm sure that there is someone on. That's what the money is yes, for. Yeah. I mean to help them cope with what's going on because especially in like a dark atmospheric scene like that parking garage was very dimly lit and it can mess I, with you. Yeah, I'm sure it can, yeah. but. I know the kids have a whole different set of rules as far as time goes, and like you, you can't push them like you can push adults. Like, I'm so that's why I'm so that's why I'm so surprised that they use the kids the way that they did, and they didn't find a way to get them out of the movie fast. Because I'm like, like I mean, kids are it's hard to work with kids because there's so many rules around yeah. having them on set. But also, it's I'm surprised that the people that made it. I actually expected less to make it than that. Really? I didn't. Ex- I I didn't. I expected the only one to walk out would be the sister, and that's it. Okay, gotcha. But so, what happens next? Let, let me let me ask you this: Where do we go with Evil Dead after this? I mean, I think we've already kind of talked about that. I think this will be the last thing that I say before before we go to like we go Time to score. To up, yep. I think that we're gonna get if we get a number two. There's one of two things that'll happen: either we get Beth, Auntie Beth again. And there's been some time that's passed, and I think I think anti Beth and the other the surviving kid. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I, I, I think demons after. I think the demons after the baby. I think that makes the most sense, right? He does play, you know, for for its revenge, whatever. Or we get a whole new set of cast. Those are the two ways it goes. It doesn't. It, it there's no in between there either. We get Beth and baby, and the demons just at the lake doing. Yeah, or, or Jason or, or Voorhees style shit. Moved on. It, it it it's in the material world doing its thing, and it it doesn't give a shit. And we have we have new people to challenge it. I think those are the two ways it goes. And with the success of this movie, we might get Ash or a version of because of its success. Sure. I think that might be the next step is you know, we had a whole movie without Ash. This thing, pe- people love like this thing enough to come see it. We can do it again. Let's bring Ash into it and they'll make even more money. Sure. I, think I would like, you know what I would like? I've always wanted hoping for, or I've always been hoping for a remake of the army of the dead. Like it just with today's you know special effects and what they can do with graphics, I I just like that'd be a much cooler movie. Are you talking about the the Netflix movie? No, no, I'm talking no, I'm talking about the third no. Evil Dead, the third movie. Evil Dead movie. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. Gotcha. Yeah, when he, when he goes to like the the medieval the times, portal, the boomstick, mm-hmm. and yeah, I just, that's oh, a, okay, that's okay, that. Yeah, yeah. My name is Ash, and this is my boomstick. boomstick. Yeah, yeah, this, yeah. I've always you see really hope for like a, a reimagining of that, but something tells me without Bruce Campbell, it's probably smart. Shouldn't, it shouldn't smart. Be done. I thought I yeah. thought you meant the the the, <laughs> the twenty twenty one Army of the Dead that we just got. Like no, that no, movie no, no, was no. bad. We trashed the shit out yeah, of it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I mean, remember. it's it's bad. It's bad. But I do think what what I guess my question was them directly walking out of the apartment building. No one's gonna ask them. Lady, you're carrying a chainsaw and you're covered in blood and a lot of dead people. What the hell happened? Like, I just, I can't. Earthquake. Under- <laughs> well, yes, but it doesn't. I also, Chris, when you, when you said that the spirit from the lake, because chronologically the lake is the last thing in this in this story, is I yeah. don't understand. You can't just 
we can't just flash forward two years. I mean, the demon's going to be doing, I mean, the demon is going to be partying for a while. As long as it's out there, it's going to be killing people like crazy. Out there possessing squirrels and shit. Yeah, <laughs> fuck yeah. So where, where do we where do we go with that? That's my question. Is like we have to pick up almost immediately after. No, we don't. I no, you don't. Flash forward two years. I think. Like, I look, think leg- legitimately, a couple years could pass. Uh, you see, like weird newspaper or like Clippy reporter yeah. stories of like mysterious disappearance at whatever mysterious said like massacre. Yeah. Blah, 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 yeah, body found. Yeah, bodies found. <laughs> unexplained. Scalped girl. Yeah. <laughs> so like there's there's plenty of ways to do that and still have it fit that way. Yeah, but yeah, I, 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 I don't think time is like is like a hard factor they have to like worry about jumping. I I, I think you do that easily. All right, so let's score this bad boy up. All right, who who wants to go first? I'll go first. Uh, All right. Evil Dead Rise to me was a film that you know we saw trending very well, which was to our surprise, especially which is the its, reason we watched this movie, especially with its beginnings with it. You know, we knew it was supposed to be on streaming, but they felt strongly enough about it to put it out there and try to make some money with it, having to spend more on ad campaign. Um, I think this movie is it's not a fantastic film. Roger, you said it already. It's not going to win any Oscars, you know, for storytelling. But for what this film does for its campy demon slasher horror, you know, stuff, it does ash. And it does Ash and the Evil Dead things. This this movie's like like a six and a half. It's it's good enough, man. Like I had a good time. I think uh, Mom does a fantastic job on screen. She steals the show. Has some great one liners that are just creepy enough. So yeah, six and a half. I I had a good time with this film. Okay, Grayson, you or me? Roger, you, you go. Okay, so good. I'm glad that uh, you scored very similar to me. I'm going to give it a six. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what this movie does right, it does right very well. Um, it is creepy unsettling never overly terrifying mm-hmm. uh, which is nice <laughs> um a movie that could be filled of, with jump scares has just two mm-hmm. the whole movie that are well placed um like i said you know you can do that and have them work very well mm-hmm. um i think mom is the star of this show 100%. um this is her thing her time to shine i would love to see some like recognition for that later on down the road um because you know, this movie made a bunch of money for, and it probably shouldn't have, and it's probably because of her. Yeah. Um. So, congrats to them for really making us, you know, hundred plus million dollar gain on this. Yeah. So good for them. Put something good together yeah. out of what they thought might have been nothing. Yep. Yeah, that's a six for me. I'm also going to give it a six. I was pleasantly surprised that I liked it, given I'm a huge fan of the first Evil Dead, and the second one, and the third one. I I think they're just. They are for their time wonderful, and I probably it's probably better we don't touch those, but just move on from them, which is what this is, I think. And this movie played better than I thought it would. I, it's it surprised me, but also it kind of kept me on my toes with the with the combination of camp and scary. Like I just thought that was a good combination of the two elements there, and uh, I'm really into it. I hope we do get another one of these because I will be very excited for it. Now I, I do hope it the next one does go. You know, there's no talk of streaming release and it's purely theatrical for its first run because i think that's when it's the most fun especially if you get you know friends together and go but i i, I really did dig dig this i thought it was a success for them and i i hope we see at least two more of these i could see you know, a lot of money being made for very low budgets but also i mean we talked about the budget being low but also because this was like a we had to remember this was a one location thing yeah, if they do it mm-hmm. bigger and better, the budget balloons a little bit because they have multiple locations, and then it becomes less impressive. If if the next movie does you know two hundred million, but it costs them seventy two million, that's not nearly the su- success story that this one is, which well, is I what mean, I'm worried about. As long as they find a way to make it a smaller, intimate story with a smaller cast and, and less locations, that's when I think the Evil Dead shines. 
So that's what I hope for more of. So six yeah. is where I think mm-hmm. it sits. Cool. Very good. Now going like going back to when we first saw this trailer, what did you think it was like we gave it sixes and six and a half. What did you think it was going to get before we watched the movie? So with all generic horror movies, even like unless besides the fact this had the name Evil Dead attached to it, I would assume this is going to be trash. Yeah, yeah, okay. Like, like, like my 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 normal expected range for a horror film is like three to six, right? Like they don't usually have enough substance to really be like like top tier film, and like to really break that like that seven mark. So like I'm always I always expect it to be bad. But pleasantly, pleasantly surprised when we get like a five to six horror film. So I think that's where it was. It's like three to six is where I was thinking. Yeah, I, um, I, would, I would guess that too. Right before we wrap this up, one last thing I want to say about this is we are on a consecutive decent movie streak with horror movies. True, which is not the Which trend. is the longest two, the longest <laughs> stretch we have ever had with it's fair. above I mean, average movies. It's, it's, an, it's unfortunately a genre that is, it's just not... It doesn't come out strong, and I think it's just because it's hard to fill that niche in a way that like that appeals to a large audience. They're almost always quick money. Yeah, yeah, it, it, that's true. But it, it's it's nice to see a positive trend for like yeah, like you said, like that genre because you know we'll probably have to watch a few more before the year's over. At least the hall. You know, Saw Ten's coming. What is it? Saw Ten. True. So it's like you know, hopefully, hopefully this stays as a positive trend because I like seeing movies like this do well because it, it, it's always in a. There's always passion behind, I feel like, these films for a lot of people. So it's, you know, I, ho- I, ho- I hope it continues. That's funny what you just said. Um, I kind of jive with that. I think that's that's good with the, with the horror movies being good because it's not, I think, yeah, I think you're right about it. And there's interesting things you can only do with the horror genre. Like you have, you kind of have to wait for a horror movie to come out to see if it does what it's going to do. And it's. That's why I like it as a genre so much. And Roger, I'm I'm perplexed sometimes that you don't like it more because of the cleverness it can have. Can th- have, but rarely does. Yeah, okay, have. True. that's fair. But can here's the thing: like the one thing is, you know, the only thing I ever say is like, look, I don't like them because one, I don't like to be scared. Okay, yeah. but if I do have to watch the movie, it has to be good. We just watch so many of them that just aren't worth it. So it's a waste of my time. And to put me in an emotional state that I don't want to be in. Yeah. So yeah, it, it, it I, I I say they're good when they're good. Yeah. It sucks going into one of these films and already not liking the genre to begin with, and yeah. then have to sit through through a bunch of crap. Yeah. It's yeah. It, mm-hmm. it, it makes sense. I mean, I remember when we watched uh, Pet Cemetery. I was pumped for that film, man. Like I was hoping it would be good, and it just it wasn't. Oh, the remake was garbage. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, like, oh, like, like we like we had to, yeah. we had to watch that, and it was like. I clawed it everything I could for the, like, to give it any positives, and it was just like, man, I just wanted this movie to be better than it was. Mm-hmm. It sucked. That's the movie that I'm just. Whenever I think of Pet Cemetery, I just watch the original, and that's it. Because I don't, I don't think that the, the remake. Like I even forgot it existed until you brought it up. Yeah, I completely just. I just like the original, and that's pretty much it. But all right, gentlemen, thank you for joining me tonight. We have done another episode for another horror movie. This horror <laughs> did you did you write that joke yourself? I did. We can tell. Swing and a miss. <laughs> This has been episode 329A of Fourth Love of Cinema, a movie podcast. Each new episode posts every Tuesday and Friday morning at 5 a.m. on the podcast service of your choice of the following five. Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Amazon Music. Please leave a comment or to rate, subscribe, every little bit helps. More importantly, thank you very much for listening. Check out the show on Twitter, at Love Cinema Pod. I am at Grayson Maxwell One. I am at Rod Stillian. And I am Christopher Bond. 
Don't forget to check us out on Facebook. Always posting interesting stories on social media that you can read and enjoy. Check us out on YouTube. Send us an email to for the love of cinema podcast at gmail.com. Next week, we're taking a look at Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. And then we're going to do our own episode of The State of Streaming in 2023.